This is the Journey 66 Book Writing Podcast. I'm Melissa Parks with Dave Getz, and we are your road trip advisors. You may be at mile marker one and just thinking about an idea for a book, or maybe you've gone off-road in your writing and you want to restart the journey. Join Dave and me as we help you buckle up and write. Countdown to your book launch is a little like the week before Christmas when you're a child. You can't sleep. You imagine that moment someone will buy your book and start reading it, and every day builds with anticipation. The day your book launches is a big day. It commences the second phase of what we call our three phases of book promotion. The first phase is when you build an audience through consistent blog writing and building your social media platform and speaking. You start way before your book is ready to be launched, perhaps even years before. The second phase is when your book launches, and that is our focus today. You have about a window of six weeks to three months to launch your book into the world. You finally have a book, and it's newsworthy, exciting, and worth celebrating. You want a big splash, so there are publicity ripples in the months that follow. But how do you successfully launch a book? What do you do? Here to help us understand book launches is Caitlin Bouchillon, a book launch expert at Tyndale Publishers. We're so excited to talk with you today, Caitlin. I know our authors are eager to hear what the expert recommends. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. We have so many questions for you, and I know that you have recently published a book, and so you have firsthand knowledge of what it takes to launch a book and you help authors. So we are looking forward to that. But before we get into our interview, we are going to talk about where we made progress. And Dave, I'll let you go first. I went first in our last podcast, <laughs> so you go first. I had I was going to change this last minute, but I thought, no, I'm going to persist with this initial thought. I think my progress is learning to parent adult children. Essentially, I have three adult children and then I have a middle schooler. And so my oldest, Christian, is, a, is an athletic trainer for a big orthopedic group in, uh, in the Minneapolis area. And his job is to work with athletes who have torn their ACL. So they get surgery and then they go to him. And so he's the return to play guy. So he's got this great job and it's a really good job. And yet he's thinking about going back to medical school. So he called last night. And he was a science major, but he still needs to take some additional classes to, to get back to actually take the MCAT. He'd have to take maybe a year, not a full year of classes, but maybe six or seven, nah, maybe five or six classes. Anyway, he's taking one right now, but he calls last night, dad, I, I think I just need, need to go do this full time, meaning go full time to get his, you know, get these extra classes he needs to take the MCAT. So I have all this anxiety as a father, like, where are you going to get the money, blah, blah, blah. He's dating someone. So, but I was, I was at my better self last night and I was calm and cool and collected and just, well, what do you think about that? Well, we support you, whatever you think, you know, you know, so moving from, you know, telling your child what to do to listening and not really offering much, much help other than, hey, we support you in whatever decision you choose. So I, I think that's progress for me. That is progress. And Dave, you got to remember what you always tell me. Money is only money. Money is only <laughs> money. That's all it is. <laughs> so if he goes into debt, he'll get out of debt, especially if he's a doctor. So yeah, exactly. I know. Blah, blah, blah. How do you not you? bear that burden? 
Yeah, so this seems to be a recurring thing, but I always feel like I'm making progress. So I'm going to talk about it again. And that is, I do feel like my fitness is improving. I went ahead and upped my Orange Theory membership to Unlimited, and I'm actually using it as much as I need to be using it to make it worthwhile. And I'm just seeing improvements in my duration of my running. Like I just feel stronger and I don't feel winded. And that emotionally makes me feel so much stronger. So I I love the feeling of just mentally and emotionally getting stronger. And it's not really about weight loss. I mean, I maybe have lost weight. My clothes feel fit a little bit better, but I didn't go in with the intention of losing weight. I've really had to reframe what health is and it not being tied directly to my weight. So anyway, I guess I blame that on the book that we helped write. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Ago. So that's embracing it as one thing, right? Um, I thought of you the other night. I I had to pick up a, a new light bulb or a headlamp for my, my truck. And it was about six o'clock. It was dark. And I drove by this little strip mall and there was an orange theory there. And I thought, huh. Yeah, I bet, I bet Melissa maybe not at this one, but at at the at one where she, one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I I had to laugh though because I was trying to schedule a a workout and I they're all booked up like and so you have to go at these odd times and I actually noticed that the one that had the most people on a waiting list was the one that starts at four fifty in the morning. Can you imagine getting up that early? That means you have to leave your house like at four thirty. <laughs> which means you're Forget up like it. 520. Forget Forget it. It. It's nuts. <laughs> anyway. Oh, wait. Well, enough about us. Let's turn our direction to Caitlin. I'm so glad that you are here. What is your progress? It's got to be better than ours. <laughs> well, I guess everyone can decide what's better and what's not, because I should probably be going to Orange Theory more than I am working out. So I need that kind of progress in my life. My progress this past week is that I wrapped up my last book release launch day of 2021. It's the 19th book for this year for me. And so this past Tuesday, it's like, okay, it's a sigh of relief. (laughs) There's still a little bit more to do. It's not totally over, but to have the last book release day come and go and it went really well. And, um, that felt like progress because I've been working towards that for many months which I'm sure we'll talk about the timeline and how long launches typically last. But to have that uh, in the rear view and to have gone well felt like a relief today. And so will progress. you? So will you not do any more book launches? So we're in the middle of uh, in the middle of November. So you won't do any more book launches until the first of the year. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's not always the case. Last year I had several go through the Christmas season, but. I I just made the decision early this summer that I would rather have a heavier summer and fall in order for my own self to have December off of that part of my business. I do other work other than book launches, but those take up so much time and I really want to be present with my family when I'm home this year. So I um, made a heavier load for myself on the front end so that I can take a little bit of a break this next month. Is this the most books that you've launched in a year? Is this a record number? I believe it's tied for last year. Okay. I think I had 19 or 20 last year as well. Wow, that is a lot. Yeah, I'll have to wrap my mind around the rhythm of this and what it all entails. So why don't you start out by telling us what a book launch team is and how long you've been part of a book launch team? Sure. Well, I started my business about six and a half years ago. 
And a year or two into that, I started launching books in addition to the other things that I was doing. So I've been a book launch manager for about four to five years. And the longer I've gone, the more books I'm managing at one time throughout the year. Some seasons are busier than others. I'm sure that y'all know this. Books kind of come out in waves. If you've ever picked up on, oh, there are a bunch of new fiction titles near the end or near the beginning of the summer. Well, that's because a lot of people are taking books to the beach on their vacations and they want fiction more than nonfiction, typically. I am mostly working with nonfiction authors. And so my year reflects the publishing calendar and when a lot of nonfiction titles are releasing, which may be helpful for authors to know when they want their book to release, if they are self-publishing, and when people may be most interested in purchasing that particular title. When is that for nonfiction in general? When is it for nonfiction the most beneficial to launch? What time, what season? Mm -hmm. It does somewhat depend on the topic of the book. For instance, if it is a health-related title, you probably will benefit from being at the beginning of the year because a lot of people are making health decisions. This year, I'm going to work out this many times, or I'm going to eat better, or something like that. However, um, if it is a business title, really that could work any time of year. So thinking through who is your ideal audience, who are you writing for, and when do they most need your help? When will your words really impact their life? Of course, it will any day of the year, but if there's a certain season, where they're already thinking about that topic, it makes sense to put your book release date around that timeline if you can do so. It does differ with traditional publishing and self-publishing. Sometimes you don't have as much of a say in when your book's going to release, but the marketing team at the publisher is thinking the same thing. They want your book to succeed just as much as you do because it helps everyone. So do you work with the marketing team at the publisher? And what exactly is a book launch team? I Mm -hmm. I mean, I just, it's such a new phrase for me. Yeah, I often work with the marketing team, but I do also work with authors who are publishing their own books and they don't have a marketing team behind them. So I do both. Sometimes it's the author reaching out to me. Sometimes it's someone at the publisher. It just varies. As far as what a book launch team is, It is essentially a group of people who have said, yes, they've raised their hand to support you and to get the word out about your book. They are your cheerleaders. They are your people behind the scenes, and they do receive access to your book in some format before it's released, whether that's a digital copy that they read on their computer or their Kindle, their e-reader, or it's an ARC, an advanced reader copy that they receive in the mail. And that way, they know what your book is about. They know the message. They get early access, which is really fun as a reader. And then they're ready to go to talk about the book, to market the book, to tell their friends, I'm reading this early copy of such and such. And you came to mind. I think you'd really like it. They are the train that is getting the word out, that is chugging along, telling people you want to know about this book when it releases on whatever day it is. As a manager, my job is to figure out what is the best timeline for these people to be gathered together, whether it is 50 people or 500. I've had teams up to a thousand, a little bit over a thousand actually, of people that have raised their hand 
and I've gathered them all together. And then over the course of several weeks, typically, I give them a daily task or we have a giveaway or the author is popping in to do a live video just for them. There are bonuses and incentives for joining the team as a thank you for getting the word out. But then I am responsible for making sure that they know the best way that they can share. Wow. So as you think about this for like a self-published author, mm -hmm. this is something that he or she could do by himself or herself, right? So think about, okay, who is on my book launch team? Right. And what, what would be the different members on that team? You need somebody to kind of manage it and to mm -hmm. kind of, in a sense, harness everybody. That's you. Could that be somebody outside of the author himself or herself? Could it be somebody else? And what, what would be other players on the team that you would recommend? Yeah, you know, a lot of people do try to run their own launch teams, and that is entirely possible. If money is a factor there, if you are a little bit late to the game and the managers are already booked out, you may find yourself running your own launch team as well. Some people actually just really want to do it, <laughs> and they feel like they are more than capable of corralling all these people and giving them a task to do. So it is absolutely possible for the author to skip hiring a manager and to manage their own launch team. I, as an author myself, found that when I had my own launch team and I didn't have someone else asking them to do X, Y, or Z, I personally, as the author, felt a little uncomfortable because uh. I was asking a lot of my friends some of my family members who had joined the team. And then, you know, your most loyal and engaged people are the ones who raise their hand to say, yes, I would love to spread the word about your book. But then I found myself going in day after day after day saying, hey, would you mind texting two friends about the book today? I created this image that has a quote from the book. Would you mind sharing it on social media? And although they are very easy tasks to complete, and many people were willing to do so and were very generous to share, I, as the author, felt a little bit like, oh, I don't know. I'm just making it all about me. I'm asking them for favor after favor after favor. Whereas, as a manager who did not write the book, <laughs> I have no problem at all going in and saying, hey, this is going to take literally 20 seconds. Could you go to Goodreads? Here's the link and mark the book as currently reading. That's all you got to do. We appreciate it so much. It's going to, you know, flag the book on Goodreads and all these people are going to see it who wouldn't have known otherwise. So is it possible for an author to manage their launch team? Absolutely. And some people thrive with that. Me personally, with my own personality, it's like, oh, I just feel like it's all about me. And as much as I believe in the book, it would be easier to make the ask if it weren't my own book and I weren't the only one talking. No, that makes complete sense. And in a sense, you do as an author feel it's just part of who we are. As you, you know, there are some folks who, my dad is one of them. He, he's a, not afraid to ask anybody for anything, but most <laughs> of us are not like that. So I, I appreciate your, uh, I appreciate your perspective on that. That's very helpful. When you start assembling this team, are you engaging the author for ideas? Are you tapping into their, their platform, their connections? And then what, 
where do you start with the plan? Like what, what, where, where, where do you start after you, somebody hires you and. Right. One of the first questions that I ask the publisher and, or the author, sometimes the publisher again is not involved, but if they are, I ask everyone who's there to tell me what are your main goals? Because that is going to shape how long the team is together and the things that we ask them to do. Of course, everyone would love to check every single box. Well, I want, you know, a thousand reviews and I would love to have everyone on Instagram posting about the book. Well, wouldn't we all? But if we could only pick a couple things, what are your main goals? Do you want more social media shares? Are we actually more interested in book reviews than social media posts? Because the reviews will last longer than a post that just goes by in the feed. What, what do we care about the most? And let's shape the timeline and what we're asking the team to do towards those goals. It also matters how many people are on the team. So if we have a team of 100 people and we want 200 reviews, well, then we might keep the doors open to the team a little bit longer to try to gather more people. I have found that less than 100 people on a team is tricky. It's hard to build momentum. It can be done, but going back to the community mindset of these are your people, we want them to be glad that they're there. <laughs> and it is, it's more fun when you have more people at the party supporting the author. So if you can get 100 people, um, that would be ideal. A couple different ways that I've done that is posting on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you are most active and inviting people. You could also invite them personally. If you have friends who have messaged you or said in passing, hey, I want to support your book. How can I do that? Text them. If you've got their phone number, invite them to be part of the team. I also highly, highly suggest sending an email to your list. If you have an email subscriber list, because those people have already bought into what you are sharing. They already have said, yes, I want to know more. Please land in my inbox, which is a place that a lot of us protect. <laughs> we yeah. might follow 500 people online, but only subscribe to 20 different newsletters or emails. So if, you, if they've given you their email, then they have already said, yes, I'm interested. You might as well invite them to join your team, even if they don't say yes, if they don't have the time or they just aren't interested in taking that step, it still actually is helping you because it spreads the message of your book. And it serves as a reminder that, hey, my book is coming. I hope that you will pre-order. I hope that you will join the team. But just a little reminder, here's the cover. Here's the release date. Would you be willing to share? So can you just walk us through more of the activities? Of sure. What a, a book launch team does? So one of my roles is creating what I have just started to call the content calendar of the launch team. I literally open up a Google calendar. I share it with the author and or the publisher. And I create a task for every single day, Monday through Friday, that the team will be together. I try really hard to make sure that the tasks don't take more than 30 seconds. Because in my opinion, if someone is saying yes to supporting you for five or six weeks, that's extremely generous and kind of them to do. And I want to make it as easy for them to do and 
the the least amount of time on their part while also moving the needle for the book of course i don't want to just throw out a, a task that is not going to help anyone at all so a few of the things that i ask members to do over the course of however many weeks we're together is to mark the book on goodreads as want to read and then later we go back and mark it as currently reading a lot of people will just skip to currently reading and that's totally fine but if you do split it up into two different tasks and each one takes 20 seconds to just click the link and then mark the book, it actually shows up in the Goodreads newsfeed twice. And anyone who's following uh, the launch team members and what they are currently reading is alerted about this book twice. And so it's a really simple task, but the ripple effects can, can stretch a lot further than we anticipate. A few of the book teams that I've had of, you know, maybe 100 to 200 members, by the time everyone marked it twice, we had thousands of people on Goodreads listing the book as they want to read it too. Hmm. Because they saw their friends marking it, they went to the book, they learned more about it and said, oh, I'm interested in that too. It's not available, but I don't want to forget about it. So they marked it, want to read as well. So you're creating little ripple effects even from a 20 second task that will spread out for a long time to come. Other tasks that I will ask people to uh, complete, of course, we've got the highly valued review after the book is available because reviews don't go anywhere. Social media posts are fantastic. They spread the word, but we all know how quickly the news feeds move, how easy it is to miss something based on the algorithm. And a review is going to live there until the book page disappears, which hopefully never, ever happens. <laughs> so once the book is released, we will talk about reviews quite a bit. I list out a step-by-step -step of how to leave a review. It doesn't have to be lengthy. A lot of people feel pressure of, oh my goodness, it needs to be unique. It needs to be several paragraphs long, etc. It does not. It can be two sentences with a favorite quote, or I loved such and such chapter. And so I will walk them through how to leave that. I also have something that you may have heard of before. It's called a click to tweet. Hmm. And it is a website. If you Google click to tweet, it'll pop right up at the top of Google results. And what you do is you as the manager or as the author, pre-write a message that you want your team to share. Whether it's a quote from the book or it could be saying, I'm reading such and such by so-and-so, and I love it so far. And then you put a URL to the book page or to Amazon or Barnes Noble, wherever you want people to go when they see this message. And then you click submit or whatever it is that the website says. This is totally free. There's no cost to the site. And what it does is it creates a short URL. And if you send that URL to your launch team or you post it in your launch team group, if you have a Facebook group for them, and you say, hey, would you click this link and then click post? What it does is when they click the link, your pre-written message populates. And so whatever you have written for them is ready to go and all they have to click is post. Essentially, you are determining what they're saying. Now, they don't have to click it if they don't like what it says, but if they're good with what the message says, it's so easy for them. It's 10 seconds and you are determining the messaging around your book while making it very easy for the word to get out. It's called a click to tweet. So I often will list three to four click to tweets at a time 
for members to choose from. And I'll say, hey, here are three or four messages. If any of these resonate with you, if any of these feel true to you, if you love this particular quote from the book, all you need to do is click this link and click post and your people will be told this message. So that's a really easy way to get the word out. And then of course, lastly, I can't not mention images that have a quote from the book. Memes are fantastic. A lot of uh, the things that stop us as we are scrolling have words on them. And so we can select from the manuscript a quote that really gets your attention or makes you think. Right. Those are so, such great ideas. And I love the essence of what you're saying is to keep it really simple for your team, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but as simple as possible. So you're enabling them to do something so it doesn't feel burdensome. Right. Sometimes a launch team member wants to make an image with their own favorite quote or what stood out to them the most. And that is fantastic. I love when launch team members want to take that extra step, but I'm not going to expect them to do that because they're already giving so much time by being willing to share in the first place. So we will create the images for them. So all they need to do is download and then upload (laughs) to a social media platform. You're talking about the timing of when you start all these activities. Can you help our listeners understand the timing? Like when you start doing the Goodreads, Mm -hmm. I want to read and tell us a little bit about when you start the whole process. Sure. Well, one of the things that is really important to me is that if the goal is reviews, that we allow time after the book release day for the team to still be together. I wouldn't want to wrap up the timeline, wrap up the team right after book release day if the goal is to get a bunch of reviews because some people need help knowing how to do that. So I would go back to the goals that you laid out in the first place and say, okay, if my goal is reviews, the team's going to last a little bit longer so I can help walk them through. If my goal is to get the word out about the book and increase the pre-order sales, then I probably want the timing to bump up even more, even earlier, pre-release date, so that I've got more time to increase sales. So go back to your main goals and then shape the timeline that's going to give you the best odds of hitting that goal. I'm going to go with reviews just for the sake of this example and say your best bet from what I've seen over the last several years is to have five to six weeks of the team being together any longer. And I've found that people get burnt out. They're a little checked out, honestly, from the team because they've been asked to do such and such however many times and now they're done. And that's understandable. So we don't want to go too long so that they are ready to be done. But we also want to give enough time that it actually moves the needle for the author in the book. And less than five weeks, in my experience, doesn't really move the needle because they have to have time to read the book. And we all lead busy lives. We've all got a bunch of things going on. We need to give them time to read before they start sharing. So if we work with a five to six timeline, five to six week timeline, and we put release week in week five, that gives us four weeks to build momentum and start really getting the word out, increase pre-order sales. Then we've got release week. And then we have one more to get reviews in. Then the tasks will fall within those five to six weeks. So Goodreads, going back to your question there, 
I would say that's one of the very first tests because everybody can mark the book as I want to read it, whether they have the book in their hand or not. So even while we're waiting for people to get the early copies in the mail or start reading the digital download from day one, they can say, yes, I'm raising my hand. I want to read this book. And then once their copy arrives or once they've started reading, they can complete the next Goodreads task of saying, yes, I've started the book. So how closely do you work with the editors and writers to come up with ideas? The editors typically don't have any role in it at all. They've helped with the manuscript, but then once everything in the book is complete, they are not part of the launch team. But a lot of authors do want to be super involved. And I love that because the team is there to support the author, not to support me. Essentially, I am a cheerleader and a coach for the launch team and for the author to help them support the author. So if the author wants to be really involved, they may do live videos in the group. They may do giveaways in the group. I love when they will like and comment and say thank you when people are sharing because members, of course, we are human people who like to be appreciated for what we are doing. (laughs) And so that makes a big difference when they feel seen. But as far as shaping the content with the author or even the marketing team, they, the way I've done it is that they have full access to everything that I'm going to post in the group before it goes up. And if there's anything that they feel like this doesn't really match the messaging of the book, or I would prefer to wait until this day to talk about this, by all means, they know the message more than I do because it's their book. It's their heart. And I want to support them. At the same time, I'm bringing to the table what I've seen work well, what I've seen not work well so that we don't do those things, and the timing when people are most likely to complete the task. So So it doesn't work well. What doesn't work well is asking people to do things that have a billion steps. (laughs) It is overwhelming. It also does not work well to post a lot of times in a launch team group with this, that, and the other. Because the more notifications you're getting, the more overwhelming it is, the more likely you are to check out and say, actually, this is too much for me. I know that I agreed to this group, but I I can't do all of these things. This is overwhelming. And some groups uh, can be a little bit much when you have hundreds and hundreds of people who start posting their own things within the group. We've all been in a group like that where we're together for a certain purpose, but then it's not about you. (laughs) Yes. People in the group will start leaving their own posts and that can be a little, uh, I keep going back to the word overwhelming, but that is what I feel even as the manager who has to be there. Right. (laughs) And, and I am being paid to be there for a person who raised their hand to say, yes, I'm happy to support to then be notified when, Mary and Susie and Sally and John start posting this, that, and the other. That is a very big reason to check out. So tell me, do you work with the marketing team to do a book launch party or are you, do you participate in that at all? And does book launch team participate in that at all? Sometimes. And that's always really fun. It feels like a a personal way to thank launch team members when they are part of a launch team party or they're invited to something special. As far as planning it, 
I, when I am part of that, it is separate from my book launch management role. Uh, the book launch team part of what I do is really managing the team and the team alone. It's creating the content for what's going to go up in the group. It is being in the group every single day to answer questions, to make sure that they have what they need, and then to thank them personally for being on the team. Uh, I'll give a quick little example there. The first day of the team, I post a welcome thread and I introduce myself and I tell them, here's the game plan for our few weeks together. Here's what you'll be asked to do. It will not take you more than a minute a day. I promise. That is my promise to you. But before we get started, we want to know who you are and we want you to get to know one another. So would you answer these three questions? Where are you from? Stuff like that. And one of them always relates to the book. And then I personally block off a couple hours that day and go through and say hi to every single person who comments, regardless of how many people are on the team. There was a team uh, last summer that had a thousand people and that took a long time to go through and reply to all of those people. But the thing is, I want them to know that they are seen. I want them to know that they are appreciated and I'm going to see when they post about the book. And I want, I want them to know that this is not for nothing, right? If I'm going to ask them to do all these things that no, they don't take a lot of time, but I am asking multiple times for this, this, and the other, I want them to know that it's valued and that they're not just, you know, on a team where they're being asked to do something and no one actually cares. So I will block off a couple hours to make sure that they know I have seen their introduction and I have replied to it. And a lot of times, you know, there's one where the author is a cook and it was not a cookbook but a memoir of their journey uh, becoming a cook. And a lot of the people were leaving in their introduction their favorite recipe from that particular person, which was really fun to see. And of course, they're commenting back and forth, like, I loved that one too. I never, where is the link to that one? I never made those chocolate chip cookies. They sound so good. And it was actually really fun because then we were able to build a community before we ever started talking about the book itself. And of course, then they're more gung-ho to spread the word because they realize, oh, we're all on the same team. Hmm. We're all here to spread the message of someone who we appreciate and who has poured so much into us through their words. If I can, I will thank them on their social media posts as well. And I would encourage all of your authors to do the same and to ask if the manager is going to do that too. If there's a hashtag for the book, Go to Instagram, go to Facebook, go to Twitter, and make sure that you're liking and commenting on your team members' posts and thanking them for sharing. It doesn't take long, but it goes back to that message of, we see you, we appreciate you, thank you for volunteering your time to be part of this group and to spread the message, because that's ultimately what they're doing. They're helping you get book sales. They're telling their people about your book and hopefully leaving a review as well. I love that. Um, just this whole idea of you're building a team, you're building a community. Mm-hmm. And also that ripple effect of when you go and comment on one of your team members' posts, people who are part of their um, their following will see you responding. And right. that's an opportunity right. for them to connect with you as, as an author, if you're the author doing the commenting. So I love that idea. 
are you doing any sort of pre-book launch stuff with podcasts or is that all stuff that happens after the book launch? I do that separately. Um, Right now I am one of my virtual assistant clients has a book coming out in 2023. Okay. And we are recording this in November of 2021. And she is already thinking, okay, I know that podcasts book out pretty early. Now, are they booking for 2023 already? Most are not. But several are already booked many months into this coming year. And she wants to go ahead and be on their radar for when her book releases. So over the last few months, I've been researching and compiling shows that talk about things that she, in her book, is going to talk about. One of the main things in her book is chronic illness. And so we are looking at hosts who have talked about that before, who have had guests on, uh, who have talked about chronic illness before, or I actually have heard of a, a few shows that I just myself as a listener have recently come across where the host has said to their guest, you know, there are a few topics that I've never really talked about on this show. And I want to make sure that I'm aware of that in the future. And they have mentioned chronic illness. And so of course, my flag goes up. I'm like, oh, we need to know who, who to contact at their podcast network. How do we get a hold of this host on behalf of the author? And the thing is, Whether your book is coming out in three months or in a year or two years, you're not too late. Podcast hosts will have you on, whether your book has already come out or not. They'll have you on after the fact. What you want to do is find a host and a podcast where the listeners are interested in that topic and where you have something to bring that will serve those people. And if it's going to serve those people, whether the book is out or not, It is establishing you as someone who can help with this thing. It'll be great for this author in 2023 when she can come back and say, now I have this book on this very topic that we talked about in April of 2022. But it's going ahead and establishing her as someone to go to, as a go-to expert on this, that, and the other. And hopefully, fingers crossed, People will love the episode so much that they'll go ahead and follow her now. And then when she starts talking about the book down the road, it's a no brainer. Of course, I want this book from her. She's already given me so much information that's helped me. I'm going to support her with this book. That's why we like to think of book promotion in three phases. And there's this chunk of time before your book comes out, even before that five to six weeks critical period that your your team takes care of where you're trying to build just your credibility and to build a following. And that takes a lot of small efforts and getting on podcasts and speaking and writing and all these things. And it's never too soon to start doing that because the more you do, the more credibility you have. Right. And it's also not too late. It's not too late, which I think a lot of people need to hear that message too. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, I've already, I've already published my book. I missed that window of time. You didn't. The message still matters. You can still get on shows. You can still post on social media. You may not have a book launch team because the book has launched, (laughs) but it is still launching over and over and over again. Is there going back to what we talked about before with time of the year? I'm thinking of Christmas right now. I'm thinking of Advent. I'm thinking of 
gifts to give my family members that they are going to need for the new year or something that reflects what they just experienced this last year, you can always be marketing your book around those times of the year, not just Christmas, but because that's what we're coming up on right now. That's front of mind. Dave, do you have any other questions? This has been so rich. I feel like I've just taken a masterclass on book launch. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> no, so I, I, I feel the same way. It's really been outstanding. Maybe just how can we find you? How can our, I know that you have your own business. So how can our listeners find you? Yeah, thank you for asking that. My website is caitlinbuchillen.com. If you Google that, it will come up right away because there are not many of us. <laughs> <laughs> with that first and last name, both of which can be spelled a billion different ways. So how do you spell it? Let's let's get it clear right here. So yeah. we go, so they go directly to it. Spell sure. Caitlin Bouchillon for us. K-A-I-T-L-Y-N. And then last name, B-O-U-C-H-I-L-L-O-N. And then on my website, you'll see a page with virtual assistant services and book launch management where you can see, you know. References from people I've worked with, who I'm still working with right now, books I've helped launch in the past. And that's always a fun one to update and not tell people about because I will go ahead and I haven't done 2022 yet, but I will sneak there first the books that I'm working with in the future. Before the launch team even opens, I'll put the the cover of the book up. Uh, Here's a book I'm working on in the next few months. So I will, I, I do try to wait, you know, I don't want to announce someone's book before they have ever, it is their thing to announce, but after they've shared the cover and when we're a couple months out, I'll put it on my website, which is always fun to see them all together, to see what's coming up in the next few months. And on, then on what, on, um, Instagram and Facebook, if you, again, put my name in, it should pop right up. That's the perk of having an unusual last That's name. Right. I'm but like on, the perks, yeah. Yes, you got to look for the perks there. Yeah, look for the perks. <laughs> on Instagram, uh, I am most likely to share there the launch teams that I have that are open when the doors do open. And a lot of that is because with the ability to tag the author and include a link in stories, It's easier for people than on Facebook, believe it or not, because Facebook is going to show your post to less people if you have a link in it. And Instagram, that's not the case. So I want as many people to know about the launch teams as possible when they're open. And I know authors do too. So I try to give a little tag there and help them bring a few more people in. I do have a handful of followers who are really launch team followers. They just go from team to team to team that I manage, which I take as an honor that they have decided I like this so much that I'm going to keep doing it. But it's also really fun because I've gotten to know them over the years, literally over the years that they just keep saying yes. And I also get to introduce them to a lot of authors that they may not have known about otherwise. Very cool. So people can connect and become part of a team and just experience it even and, mm-hmm. yeah. and learn from that if they're interested. That's a great idea. We'll definitely send yes. people your direction. And I would say that's a really good tip for someone who's never been on a launch team, but is an author who's considering having one. If there's someone that you're following who opens the doors to their launch team, 
join it. Now, don't join it just to watch. Join it to support them as well, but keep your eyes open. Pay attention to what they are sharing, what they're asking people to do, and think through how could I do something similar that matches me, matches my message, makes sense for me to be asking people to do. But if you've never been on one, they're really fun. I would not keep doing them if I didn't have a good time and if members didn't have a good time. Right. But it's it's good to know what you are asking people to do <laughs> before yes. you ask it. So if you can join a team and just kind of support the author, but also keep your eyes open, that's a great, easy way to learn more about what a launch team is. That is a great note to end on. I am so excited to share this with our audience, and I'm sure they're going to be inspired and all these ideas floating inside really empowered people, which is amazing. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me and for the invitation. Yeah, absolutely. We're so grateful. So before we sign off completely, Dave and I are going to do our words of the episode. Dave, do you want to go first or do you want me to? I'll go first. So my idea is simulacrum, simulacrum. So I would have never known that that's how you say the word, but it's, it's like an image or a representation of someone or something. Often you can use it in a negative sense, like an unsatisfactory imitation or a substitute. You might say that, you know, I'm a fly fisher, that fly fishing for carp is a simulacrum of fly fishing for trout. It's a poor <laughs> substitute. Some people would say fly fishing for carp is wonderful. And, you know, fly fishing for trout is fly fishing for trout is boring. But so simulacrum. All right. That's a good one. So I wonder if I'll be able to use that in a sentence, Dave. I'll, <laughs> Probably notes, not. Yeah. In the notes that I have in front of me, you forgot the A. So I'm like, how is simulacrum spelled from, or how do you get that from S-I-M-U-L-C-R-U-M? So I was glad I. Sorry. That's all right. That's all right. Simula- simulacrum. All right. Mine is an easy word. It's solemnity and it's the quality or state of being serious and dignified. And it's just a great word when used right. I was reading Anne Lamott and she was telling the story of taking her son to his first funeral um, when he was little and it was of a, a, a baby who had died. And so then she tells this great little story of going bowling afterwards. And so I'll read a couple sentences. After we left that morning, I took Sam to the local bowling lanes. It was another big first for him. It was also ridiculous and real that it felt sort of sacred. We bowled in the kids' lane for an hour. You took him there, asked my relatives, and I couldn't really explain why. It had something to do with the wanting to shake of the solemnity, with wanting to complete the cycle of life and death. Bowling is itself at its most immediate. You fling a ball and the pine ball down sometimes. And I also wanted to show Sam that the holy goes on no matter how many balls you fling at it. She's just such a great writer, but it was such a great use of the word solemnity too. That's a great word. What it a great a, word. It is a great word. All right, Dave, um, before we sign off and say goodbye um, to Caitlin, can you tell us a little bit about what people can find on the Journey 66 website? So you can just jump on, go to uh, jump on journey66.com and you'll see a place where you can sign up for a quiz. So if you are at the early stage of book formation, maybe you have an idea for a book, you've been thinking about it for a while and you just want to move down the road, make some progress. Jump on, it's on the homepage, uh, take the quiz, and you'll get this activity sheet as part of the process that helps you winnow your book thesis. And so we have a very specific uh, process that breaks down your idea between a subject and a complement. 
It helps you get your thesis really, really narrow. The more narrow a book thesis, the better for and more easier it is to write that kind of book. General is bad and specific is good when it comes to book ideas. So jump on, take the quiz, get this little activity sheet. I think it'll really benefit you. We would love for you to go take that quiz and get that downloadable. All right. Again, thank you, Caitlin, for being here. Um, thank you guys so much. People go and follow you and just continue to reach out to you. All right, Dave, I think that's a wrap. I'm Melissa Parks. And I'm Dave Getz. Now buckle up and write.